0: On August 8, 2013, Brandon Mason Lawson went missing. It is a case that has been often talked about and a case that is still open.
1: We had some leads in the ensuing years, but we probably haven't even had a good lead in well over a year.
0: There are numerous websites, social media feeds, and news articles covering the disappearance, and yet no new information has surfaced. The clearest the case gets is at its beginning. It was at about this spot along Highway 277 near Bront from which Brandon Lawson placed a 911 call to Cooke County Sheriff's deputies. Shortly after that, a truck driver placed an additional 911 call describing his vehicle and saying that there was a stranded motorist. Shortly after that, Coke County Sheriff's deputies arrived at the scene to find Lawson's vehicle abandoned. Within two days, law enforcement had gathered the resources necessary for ground and aerial searches. The family also hired private investigators to help work the case. Ladessa Lofton, Brandon's partner and mother of his children, still reflects on all that was done and still hopes for answers. Like Texas
2: Rangers, uh, the fire department, I think a lot of people from helped too. And work and
1: find very few, very few credible leads, uh, less than five. Unless we get some additional information, the family's never going to know what happened, and we're not ever going to know. For more of the existing
0: information on this case, visit Concho Valley homepage. If you have any information regarding the whereabouts of Brandon Lawson or about what happened that night in 2013, please contact the Coke County Sheriff's Department or the Texas Department of Public Safety. For News Connection, I'm Victor Glenn.
3: All right. Welcome to Conspiracy Corner with Lacey. And Kara. And our guest, Evan. Evan.
0: Hello.
4: <laughs> You're going to need to speak into the mic. Yeah, into yes. your microphone. Perfect. Okay, so Evan. I want to hear your thoughts, Evan. Evan is joining us today. Um, so May, we are talking about
3: missing people
4: yeah and under mysterious circumstances which is really interesting and this one um is actually one of the reasons I am like so into like conspiracies and missing people cases and some of these other things so this one really kind of told me she's gonna blow my mind so I'm ready this one is it it is gonna blow your mind are you ready Evan I am ready um I, may, I had Evan and Lacey bring paper so they could take notes. Yes. Um, so we are talking about Brandon Lawson today. And that news clip kind of introduced us um, into his story just a little bit. Um, it wasn't talked about on the news a whole lot, though. So news stories were actually like really hard to find. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and just dive right in because there is a lot of information here. And it's going to get a little confusing um so Brandon Lawson was a 26 year old oil field worker who lived in San Angelo Texas he lived with his girlfriend um a lot of people you will see call her call her his common law wife they were not actually married but because they had lived together so long um they do become common law wives so throughout my notes I may call her girlfriend I may call her wife but her name is Ladessa. um and they were together for about 10 years so Ladessa Lofton Um, And they shared three children, and then Brandon had a child from a previous relationship. Brandon was about 5'9", and approximately 230 pounds. He had tattoos, um, and then he had a distinct scar on his chin, and one on his left knee. So, just in case you've seen him. Um, On August 8th... Okay, so this is the night that it happened. So, this is where it starts to get kind of... Like, we gotta follow along. Uh, (laughs) So... Buckle up because this one's a lot of information and it only gets weirder as it kind of unfolds. Um, so, on August 8th, 2013, Brandon and Ladessa got into an argument and Brandon left for his father's house. His father's house was approximately three and a half hours away. So, his father told him don't come, his brother told him don't go. Um, and then, at one point, shortly after he left, Ladessa called him and asked him not to drive to his father's. And to drive around to cool off or to go to his brother Kyle's house. And so Kyle is going to be a really big part in this. And he lived five miles away. So, um... <laughs> I just realized that. Sorry. Okay. Um, But yeah, so he only lived five miles away. So, um... But he didn't. He... Brandon, um... He did head north, though, instead of east, which is, would have been his father's house would have been east. Um, but people have just said that maybe he was taking back roads. Um, Ledessa then called Kyle, who came and checked on her and the kids. I guess one of the kids had been, like, really sick at the time. Um, but so 45 minutes after Brandon left, he called Kyle saying that he had run out of gas on Highway 277 near Bront, Texas. Um, Kyle stated that the call kept getting dropped and that he would need to get gas from Brandon's house. Okay. So let me kind of explain. Yeah. Okay. He had to get a gas can from Brandon's house. He wasn't getting gas from Brandon's house, but so Brandon's in the middle of nowhere. So it's like a deserted road. There's a field on both sides. It's everything you could think of like Jeepers Creepers to, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it's very open It's a whole field. Um, He, so Kyle had a check like in his bank account, but it wasn't deposited, you know, like with direct deposit, how sometimes it doesn't like go through right away. Um, So he was like, yeah, I'll bring you gas, but, or I'll bring you to get gas, but I do not have money to get gas and fill up the gas can and bring it to you. I have to come get you. You have to pay for the gas and then we can, like, I'll bring you back and we can put it in your car. Yeah. Um, it was like a whole thing. So Brandon's like, whatever, just like, I need gas. I ran out of gas. Um, so this is kind of where it gets a little weird too. Um, so keep in mind, he's in the middle of nowhere. This is why the calls keep getting dropped. That's why he's not near a gas station. Apparently his truck was facing towards the gas station in Bront, which was on the other side. Um, and I've looked at this on Google maps over and over and from every angle. And I mean, it's just a long road. Um, he also, there was a highway he could have taken to get to his dad's house, and he didn't. He like took these back roads. Um, so so now um Kyle calls Ladessa and says, Hey, we need the gas can. Brandon's out of gas. So Ladessa goes, Okay, great. Leaves the gas can on the porch, puts her phone to charge in the car because she didn't have an in-house charger but, and it was, like, an older car, and some older cars, you can, like, charge them when the car is off. Mm -hmm. Um, So, puts her car, her phone to charge in the car, leaves the gas can, gets in the shower, and gets ready for bed. A lot of this is happening in the middle of the night. I didn't write down times. I probably should have done that, but this is, like, the middle of the night. Um, Because when Kyle gets to where Brandon's car is, it's, like, 2 a.m. So, um, so now... Kyle goes, picks up the gas can, and then him and his girlfriend, Audrey, head out to go help Brandon. Um, so through, like, in this time frame where there's, like, multiple things happening, um, Brandon was making phone calls. Um, he called Ladessa twice. Um, he called Brandon a bunch of times, and some were answered and some weren't. And then at one point, he got through to Audrey, Kyle's girlfriend. I think I said he called Brandon. He called Kyle. Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, so he got through to Audrey once, Kyle's girlfriend, and said he was bleeding. Um, they didn't. It's important to note that they didn't really think much of this at the time because they thought that he maybe tripped and, like, cut his knee or something. Like, they weren't expecting, like, he was shot or anything, like, massive. Um, so a 911 call was placed by a passing motorist about an abandoned vehicle. So when Kyle arrived to the vehicle, so did Deputy Neal. Um, Okay, I have to rewind for a second. So Brandon had had drug problems in the past. um, And that will play into kind of theories later and just kind of some different things. Um, But he did have some drug problems in the past. He also had a warrant out for a drug charge that he didn't like pay off. Um, But he was getting ready to like take care of that. He was in a really pivotal point where he was like turning his life around um, and even Ledessa said like in interviews and stuff that, you know, um, he's never like he was clean. He w- he didn't do any drugs that night. And like it was she didn't think he was under the influence of anything or there was any reason for him to be like worried about this drug charge because he was taking care of it. Um, but that being said, when Kyle got there And got a hold of Brandon. Brandon said something about he was in the woods 10 minutes away. So that means he went like through the field and he was like into the woods. And um, so Kyle believed that he was hiding from the deputy due to the drug warrant. So when Brandon shows up and this deputy is already here, um, or when Kyle shows up, sorry, their names, I'm going to keep doing that. Um, So when Kyle shows up and the deputy is already there, He starts saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, it's fine. Like, my brother probably just stepped out for a moment. Like, he's just going to the bathroom or something. I brought him a gas can. We're going to take him to get gas, and we're going to get the truck off of the road. And is doing, like, his best to get um, Deputy to leave. So he does. And Brandon never shows back up. Um, Kyle and Andre spend most of the morning, so from about 2 to, like, 4 or 5 a.m., um, looking for Brandon. They did end up leaving the empty gas can. And I've heard conflicting things here that they left the empty gas can or that they filled the gas can and left it in case Brandon did come back and need to fill the car. Um, it it was reported that when the car was towed, there was an empty gas can in it. Um, but that doesn't mean that they never filled it. Although I don't know if Kyle's check had like cleared in time for him to fill the gas can on his own. Mm -hmm. Um, Extensive searches were done by land and air, and Brandon and his cell phone have never been found. So let me, I feel like I kind of jumped around a lot. So Brandon and Ledessa get into an argument. Brandon says he's going to his father's house three and a half hours away. He calls his brother 45 minutes after he leaves and says, hey, I ran out of gas. His brother says, I don't have any money to get you gas, but I'll get your gas can. We'll come get you, we'll go to the gas station, you pay for the gas, we bring you back to your truck, we all come home. Um. Brandon makes a bunch of frantic calls, and then he isn't heard from again. Kyle shows up, and a deputy is there. Kyle gets rid of the deputy because he thinks that that's why Brandon is hiding. And then no one ever finds Brandon or the phone, and the car gets towed. and um, So what do you guys think so far before we get into the next part?
3: Why? Well, goosebumps.
4: <laughs> this, one, this one sends chills down my spine. Like, I don't even know. Um, how to process it? Honestly, I mean,
5: Brandon seems like he's a big, Im- intimidating guy. So, it's, the phone call sounded like someone attacked him. But yeah, like he's he doesn't the description doesn't sound like a guy I'd want to you know tussle with.
4: Um, do you want to pull up a picture of him? Oh sure. He. I mean, yeah. I probably wouldn't want to.
5: As. He's, like, in the 200-pound range with yep. a bunch of tats, I mean, I feel... And scars. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he looks
3: like an MMA fighter.
5: Yeah, I would not. I bit. would I would kind definitely of. not want to go up against that guy.
3: <laughs> so, like, yeah. actually, in this picture, he looks like he got punched in
4: the eye. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That's actually... I've never really seen that one. That's him, but I've never really seen that picture. That's crazy. Um, okay, so, yeah. So, he's a pretty big dude. Um. So... Where it gets really interesting is a few weeks later, um, Ladessa retrieves the phone records. And Brandon actually called 911 24 minutes before he called Audrey, the girlfriend, the brother's girlfriend, and said he was bleeding. Okay. And so yeah. we have the 911 call. Oh. And oh. this is why you guys are going to need to take notes. Oh. because, yeah. And if you're at home, take notes also well. because um, this is where the conspiracy behind it kind of takes place.
5: Yeah, cuz I was I was left for a moment thinking, "Wait, why wouldn't he if he's bleeding? Uh, the first thing I would do is call 911." But then I right. wasn't sure if it was the drug thing, but apparently he did call 911. And that's
4: what everybody goes back to to kind of disprove the drug theory is that like if he was under the like influence of something because there's there's a whole like side story about like how he was seen in a Walmart buying drugs from somebody, I don't know how true that is. There's not a lot of evidence on it. There's no Walmart parking lot camera on it. So I don't think that he, I don't know that I believe that. I don't think that his family would want that being the focus. Um, And I know that we go into a lot of theories with our conspiracies, but this is, at the end of the day, a missing person, a father, a brother, a husband, you know, so um, a son. So I don't want to like throw out theories that have no substance to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that kind of put everybody, even the brother was like, had I known he called 911 that night, I wouldn't have tried to get rid of the deputy, like cuz he didn't know. And the deputy is not the one who was responding to Brandon's call. He was responding to another call by somebody who passed by and said there's a truck all haphazardly in the road. Um, so that's where it gets weird, but there's been a lot of debate about this. There are Reddit articles. There are regular articles. There are podcasts about what is being said in this voicemail or in this phone conversation. So are you guys ready? Yes. No. <laughs>
2: 38 seconds. Mm-hmm. 911 emergency. Yes, I'm in the middle of the field. It's safe. We're just pushing guys over. out right here going towards Javelin on both sides. My truck sure ran out of gas. There's one car here. You guys checked to the woods, Pretty hard. Okay, now run that by me. No, we talking to him. I, one. I, into them. I ran into him. Ah, you ran into him, okay. Got the first guy.
4: Do you need I'm an ambulance? Yeah.
2: No, I need the call.
4: Okay. Okay, and I'm gonna play it one more time.
2: Thousand thirteen zero fifty 50, and thirty eight seconds. Nine one emergency. Yes, I'm in the middle of the field of safe We're just some guys over. Right here going towards Javelin on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here got i take it to the, the woods. Police hurt Okay, now run that by me. I'm to them. I actually ran into them. Ah, you ran into him, Okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an no, ambulance? No, I need the cops. Okay. Is anybody hurt? Hello. Hello. Hello.
3: Wait, can you like back it up, just mm-hmm. like fifteen seconds? Yeah. Oh, wait,
4: turn the monitor back down. The call. Okay. One? Or like. I uh, no. so you yes.
2: Ah, you ran into him. Okay. That's the first guy. Uh... Do you need an amulet? No, I need a call. Okay. Is anybody hurt?
4: Hello? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to leave the voicemail up because, or it's not a voicemail, I keep calling it that. The phone call up because it is the most speculated element of this case. Um, but we are going to walk through kind of what it was, what people think they've heard. And then um, some of the theories. So, do you guys want to talk about what maybe you think you heard first?
3: I definitely think there's a difference between the beginning and the end. I feel like someone opened the door and took him out. Because if you, mm, the that's that a really I, interesting the point. The part um, that I that I was trying to listen for is when she was like, "Oh, you ran into someone." do you need an ambulance? He goes, no, I need the cops. After that, you hear a bunch of wind.
4: Yeah, and we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it. We're going to talk about all of the elements. But yeah, that's actually a really great theory that a yeah. lot of people haven't talked about. That like, maybe he was in the truck and somebody pulled him out. I, th- That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that in just a second. What okay. do you think, Evan?
5: That's well, uh, <laughs> interesting because you said this took place 24 minutes before he got a hold of Audrey. Mm-hmm. But yet somebody could have pulled him out of the truck. So maybe... When that doesn't called, mean
4: they kept him. It means that...
5: That means that they may have pulled him out and attacked. Mm-hmm. So possibly somebody passing by, you know, had a beef or something and wanted to attack him. And maybe with that attack, he's now bleeding and he's calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but But there's no evidence of, like, whoever had, you know, they didn't keep him. They just attacked him. So nobody was really, like, looking to collect any ransom or anything. They were just being... Not
4: that we're aware of, no. Yeah. Um okay so we're going to go like we're going to break the call down. Um so she says 911 emergency. And he, it is all of this is speculation. Nobody actually knows all of what he said. I mean some of the stuff like there's no denying what he said, but um the first thing he says is yes, I'm in the middle of a field. Staper or scraper? Um, Staper is apparently a slang term for state trooper that I was unaware of. So Staper just pulled some guys over right here going towards Abilene on both sides. So he has either been quoted as saying right here going towards Abilene on both sides. We are here going towards Abilene on both sides or they are here going towards Abilene on both sides. Mm -hmm. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. He got chased. There's a pause. Some people here... Um, They chased me or him, but there's clearly a pause there. Um, They chased into the woods. Please hurry. And she goes, now run that by me one more. And he cuts into her, and it's slightly inaudible what he says over her. And he says, there's no talking to him. I accidentally ran into him. And she goes, oh, you ran into him. Okay. And he either says, just the first guy, got the first guy, not the first guy, or shot the first guy, and then there's an inaudible background noise. She says, "Do you need an ambulance?" There is a noise in the background that people think is him saying yes, but majority of people think, or somebody else in the background saying yes, but somebody, um, but more people believe that it's possibly like him grunting. So he was like, "No, I need the cops." Nine one one says, "Okay, is anybody hurt?" and then that's where your wind sounds come in. Yeah. And then she says hello three times. Um th- I put little stars because at the point where she said he says there's no talking to him. I accidentally ran into him or, and she says, "Ah, you ran into him." Okay. And then the do you need an ambulance? There are what sounds like people talking in the background. I heard that. Yeah. Um, other deciphers have been, and these are like the less likely or the less like popular theories are bikers just pushed or pulled some guys over. So people don't even hear Staper at all. They hear bikers. Um, so maybe he ran into like a biker gang. Um, I'm in the middle of a field and a state trooper just pushed some guys into the woods is what some people hear.
3: I heard the woods in Mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Okay. I heard the woods thing.
4: Um, A scraper just pulled some guys over. There's one car here that got chased, put into the woods. Right here going towards Abilene on Bront side. So that is, um, originally we said going towards Abilene on both sides. We think he said Bront side because, like I said, he was going towards Bront, which is where the gas station would have been. Um, (laughs) Okay. There'll be no talking to them. Instead of um, there's no talking to him or tell him I'm talking to him. So he is talking to somebody else saying, tell him I'm talking to him, saying like, tell them I'm talking to the cops. Mm, Um, There's one guy talking to him. I totally ran into him is another one. Um, We're not talking to him. I totally ran into him. Keep in mind that this is plural and implies that the people is multiple. Um, And then people claim to hear gunshots after he says just the first guy. And I think it's just another one of those like wind sounds, but you can kind of hear it. Um, So now that you guys have heard all of that, do you want to hear the 911 call again?
5: Yes, please.
2: 13. Zero, fifty, and thirty-eight seconds. Nine one emergency. Yes, I'm in the middle of the field. It's safe. We're just pushing guys over. Right here, going towards Javelin on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here, got I've taken to the woods. Three cars. Okay, now run that by yes. me. One talking to him. I you ran into him. Ah, you ran into him. Okay. That's the first guy. Do you need an ambulance? No, I need to call. Okay. Is anybody hurt? Hello? Hello?
4: She doesn't Hello? Know. Okay.
3: See, he sounds frantic to
4: me. It sounds like he's out of breath, like he's been running. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's the first thing I noticed, is that it sounds like he's running. It's very weird, and it's very eerie when you think about the fact that, like, he reached out for help, like, legitimate, like, 911 help, not just, like, his brothers and his wife, or his brother and his wife, and, like, even with this drug warrant over his head, like, he called 911 for help, and then, like, it's also been, um, I mean, this 911 call has been ripped to shreds. People have taken it, I mean, even the second half of this video, like, slows it down and, like, plays it really slow. Um, there have been people who've been like, why didn't she ask his name? Why didn't? Um, why didn't she ask? Like, there were certain things. Like, people are picking on like the 911 operator, and like, um, apparently in that area there are volunteer 911 operators. Um, so I just kind of wanted to like flatten that little theory. But
3: mm. so they're not really trained. Correct.
4: Yeah. Which is unfortunate because a trained 911 operator might have been able to fix this and it's not her fault i'm not blaming her by any means i mean something clearly happened she also he wasn't speaking clear enough for her he was very frantic he was kind of talking over her he wouldn't have cared really what she was asking him
5: no i mean he was very i mean when he was speaking he was very out of breath so it it was hard to catch him on those pauses Mm because he was like like you you could hear him trying i I don't even think he was in the right mind by that point either Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he just you know it seemed like he couldn't believe what he was in the middle of. Yeah. Um, as for those gunshots, I, did, I I listened in that area. I don't know if I could really hear them or if it was just air. I
4: don't know that I hear them, but I, a lot of people have said it sounds like I think, a gunshot.
5: I feel like gunshots would have a much more hollow, louder sound. I
4: think the like the reasoning behind it is that he has run away from the situation now, yeah. and it's kind of far behind him, so that's why. People are saying, like, it's a gunshot. It's very clearly a gunshot. But I don't know that it's very clearly a gunshot.
5: Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, during that part, there is definitely one or more people behind him. Somebody mm-hmm. was speaking in the background. That wasn't, like, his voice with the phone away from his hand. It sounded like somebody else was there. He yeah. was definitely not alone.
4: No, um, and I, I think one of the things I believe the most is that there are other people there.
5: Yeah. I mean, he said... Oh, there's pulled, definitely other people there. Yeah, I, I think there were a lot more people than when the bypasser who called called because he said, like, pulled over on both sides of the road. Um, and, you know, when he said pulled over on both both sides of the road, I'm, like, thinking maybe more than one vehicle, like, ambushed somebody, and they all just left their vehicles there and then eventually took off.
4: Ambush is a good word because we're going to talk about that. Um, of <laughs> But... Um, Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a lot kind of going on in the background. And yeah, when that guy arrived, but you have to remember when the brother and the deputy arrived too, that scene is not still happening, Um, which is what leads people to believe it's drugs, unfortunately. Um, Now, as recent as this year, April 3rd of this year, um, the podcast Crawl Space actually spoke to his brother about the night that it happened. Um, So I am gonna play a clip, a small clip about that, and then um, I wanna talk about the whooshing sounds because his brother made a really, really good point about that.
1: About to eat dinner when my mother called me and asked if I would please go over to their house and call my brother down because he was flipping out. When I arrived at their house, my brother Brennan was already gone So I asked Ledessa what was going on, and she said he was tripping and flipping out. On my way there, my brother calls me, says that Ledessa had some masons from the neighborhood chasing him out of town. He told me that the state trooper had pulled one of them over, but there were still two chasing him. He hung up on me, then calls me back and tells me that he is about to run out of gas. He needed me to bring him some gas, so I told him okay, that I had to go back by his house to pick up a gas can and come straight to him. So I went to his house, I got the gas can, and I headed that way. Well, Brennan kept calling me, and he would say a few words and hang up. The first time he asked where I was and to hurry up, I told him that I was on the way as fast as I could. Then he called back, and Audrey answered, and he says, Where are y'all? I'm bleeding Audreys and Audrey, hurry up and get here. And he hung up.
4: Okay. So, um, this is the first time to my knowledge that his brother has spoken about that night. Um, and it was kind of a huge surprise, like some of the stuff he said. And it's it I recommend it if you're into missing people cases, if you um if you require extra information. Um, just those kinds of things. His brother really goes into detail about some different things that he think might have happened. Um, so I think that it's definitely an interesting one to check out. And it, that's Crawl Space, and it's um, Kyle Lawson. I believe this is his last name. Um, yeah, Kyle Lawson. Um, so... One thing his brother does address, and he didn't address it in this clip, but um, it also, I would just like to point out, the whole time I listened to the whole thing, it's like two hours or something, um, and the whole time it sounds like his brother is reading off of a piece of paper. Hmm. like he Kind of, yeah. He wrote down what he was going to say, and he stuck to it. Um, that will be important in a second when we get into some of the theories, but um, it just sounds to me very scripted um he also could have been very nervous maybe he did write it down so he could say everything he wanted to I never want to discredit anybody for like writing something down and reading it back um but I just would like to point out that it sounds like he's speaking he's reading off a paper um so going towards Bront's side on Abilene there is apparently a bridge and it is a um suspension bridge so it like shakes a little bit kind of like all of our chairs have been doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so his brother actually addressed it, saying that those wind sounds you're hearing at the end are Brandon under the bridge, and the car is passing at the top.
3: The car that's quote-unquote chasing him? He doesn't know,
4: but he just says, like, it's just cars, basically saying he's not in the woods, he's under the bridge. So, Brandon is still there's a difference
3: between when you hear them and when you don't.
4: Yeah. So, Brandon could have been running until he got to the bridge at the end. And maybe he dropped the phone, although you never hear the phone like make a noise. But it did die shortly after that phone call. Um, And then the phone has never been found. When they pinged the phone, the last ping was in the woods. So, the bridge theory doesn't necessarily make Mm -hmm. sense. but then the phone died, and I don't believe the bridge. Any, there's no telling what happened after that.
3: Yeah. Um, I just, it sounds, it doesn't sound like cars on a bridge to me. It sounds mm-hmm. like wind.
4: Yeah. No, it does. It's, just, it like, sounds like somebody's running, you. holding a phone in their hand.
3: Yeah. For all we know, he was in the truck and then got out of the truck to run. Mhm. It could be either one.
4: Another thing that's really interesting that was brought up to me um, when I was discussing this with some people, and something I found online. I don't know that the truck was ever confirmed to actually be out of gas. Mm. And Brandon talks about, like, I accidentally ran into him. And keep in mind, there's no damage to the, the car itself, but I take ran into him figuratively. Like, he ran into something he shouldn't have run into. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the, his brother, one of the things his brother was talking about in that clip was that his wife sent people after him. Obviously Ledessa has said that this is not true. Mm. I don't know how true that is. If you're with somebody for ten years, I don't think you just like send people after them. Um it's also So
0: basically
3: he's saying he she had him killed?
4: She she had people after him. She he called them like Mexican neighbors specifically. They are very close to the border of Mexico in this part of mm-hmm. Texas. That's kind of an important thing to note as well because there are a lot of people who go to, who go to Mexico to disappear, um, either on their own or with somebody else or because of somebody else. Hmm. Um, it's interesting to me that nothing has been found, not a shoe, not a drop of blood. And that's another thing too. Um, so she, Audrey got the phone call that he was bleeding, but there was no blood. They've never found any blood. They did extensive air and land searches and there was no blood found. So if he was bleeding, where's all this blood? unless yeah. it is like the brother said like they didn't think it was that serious he cut his finger or something so um so that brings us to some of the theories and uh, there are a lot of theories just because there's a, not a lot of information and then there's this really bizarre phone call that like gave me chills the first time i listened to it um but these are the four most popular so the first and foremost is obviously that he was on drugs or hallucinating Uh, while Ladessa stated that he was not using the night he disappeared, um, there have been claims that he met up with someone in a Walmart parking lot that evening, so maybe the fight pushed him to use again. So he was really upset, Mm -hmm. so he went out and bought some drugs, had a bad reaction, or a bad trip, or whatever, or maybe he went to get drugs on this road and, like, ran into something he shouldn't have. Um, but his brother doesn't think he hears other people in the phone call. And so he thinks that he was seeing things. His brother has never said that he was on drugs. I would like to just say that. Um, but his brother thinks he was seeing things that weren't there, like an invisible threat.
3: Hmm. Um, but then where is he? Right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and people have said that if he was hallucinating or on drugs, that he would have just like, succumbed to the elements, unfortunately. But if he succumbs to the elements, yeah. where is he? Nothing was ever found. Um, There are apparently wild hogs in the area that can be pretty deadly. And I know that pigs can eat everything, including bone. So I don't know if wild hogs can. But there's usually, like, it's not like they're cleaning up after themselves. Mm -hmm. So you would find maybe, like, a pant leg or something. Um, Do you guys want to comment on that one? Or do you want me to just keep going through them? I
3: mean, there's always... for. With someone who used to do drugs, there's always maybe a possibility of relapse. No, definitely. So I I believe that it could be a possibility. However, I can't speak for how strong he is on not going back to it. You know what I mean? So.
4: So the next one is that he ran into trouble. So he possibly saw a drug deal or a murder that he shouldn't have seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And this could have also been the biker gang that was referenced earlier. Um, this one's been huge and talked about a lot because of the how close it is in proximity to Mexico. So um, getting drugs through, the cartel. I mean, there's just a lot that has been put into this theory. Um, and I think this is probably the most likely that he ran into something he shouldn't have seen. But it goes back to where is his body? And, yes, they could have buried him or thrown him in the ocean or whatever, but, like, where is his body? I don't know. It just is, like, there's still a missing piece there for me. And then how how were they able to pull off getting rid of him and clearing out the area before this car drove by, the deputy and the brother showed up?
3: Yeah, because you, you said it was, like, 30 minutes, right?
4: Yeah. So that's a big. There's just all of these lack something, which is something we've seen a lot with like our conspiracies, um, but all of these theories lack something. The thing that's so crazy about this is just this phone call to the police, and now this new um, him talking, his brother talking. Like that's huge because for so long his brother didn't talk about it, at least not publicly. I'm sure he talked about it, but. Um, And, like, Ledessa was in our original news story giving a statement, but he has never officially given a statement that I could find. Um, And he was actually there. So, um, the next theory is that the cops were involved. So, a lot of people hear Staper pulling people over, chasing them into the woods, that kind of thing. Um, And there there's a few ways that this theory kind of goes. So, either a state trooper pulled someone over and shot them or they pulled someone over and the person shot the state trooper. Either way, Brandon would have been a witness to this and had to be silenced. Yep.
3: I'm looking up biker gangs right
5: now. I mean, it, <laughs> I, that kind of does go back to where we were saying all the different thoughts that came through on the call, because mm-hmm. it was hard to understand parts of it. Yeah. So where people interpreted, uh, you know... The person was hurt. Uh, drove, you know, where people thought they heard him say they drove the car all the way into the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, that still doesn't answer a question, though, of where that squad car would go. Say, if like it was a state trooper who got shot, yeah, like they would have found that car in the woods. Yeah. So I don't know on that theory how that works. I don't
3: know. I don't think cops are involved. Yeah. I what, just where think, what, what is the closest city? where this happened
4: it's ab- Abilene Road mm-hmm. type in Abilene Road it'll bring you right to it I've trust me I've looked at the road a hundred times a b e l hold on ab A-B-I,
3: where is
4: it? Road. okay oh wow that's a lot longer than I thought it was Yeah, that's because it's going through Florida. Florida, yeah. Uh, Bront, Texas. Okay, so
3: here's my theory. Okay. Do you want my theory yet?
4: No, hold on to it (laughs) because I got two more. Okay. (laughs) But hang on to it. Hold it tight. Hold it near to your heart. But
3: is this where it happened?
4: So Type in, it's very close to Mexico. I feel like you're not close enough. Sorry. Bront, Texas. Abilene. Maps.
3: It gave me trail. That's why.
4: Okay, so Bront is here. So Highway 277 is like the main road. That's what yeah, he should have been there. on, but he wasn't. Um. He was, this is not Bront, or this is not Abilene. I have to look
3: it up Okay, okay. no, that's very far. Ooh never mind i don't have a theory anymore
4: Emily. what was your theory well before i was
3: i was looking up where the where the main biker gang in texas is Mm -hmm. and it um they're close to houston but this is like kind of more by el paso than it is houston Mm. so that's like hours of Mm. driving and i i don't Pretty sure biker gangs usually gather in a particular location, don't they?
4: Um, I'm not a biker gang expertise. Mm, So it was actually Highway 277. Let me look at this. So. Highway 277 okay so there is one more theory
3: okay lay it on me
4: um i'm trying to get this on maps yeah look up highway 277 going towards Brant. maybe the road isn't Abilene, maybe it's the city yeah i know
3: i oh. just found it
4: yeah so he was not in Brant, so he was not that close it's, it's like down in the corner if you're looking at Texas it's down in the like left hand corner
3: by the national park because there's literally a national park on the border
4: I don't think it was that close but yeah so um, the last theory is family involvement and this is where it kind of gets weird um, the there's two ways this theory kind of goes too it's kind of like the cop one there's not really a motive here, um, but it's interesting to note that Kyle checked on Ladessa, and then she left her phone in the car while her boyfriend was stranded on the side of the road. <laughs> so, um, there's also the theory that so there's a theory that Kyle and Ledessa were involved, but again, there's not really a motive or any reason why they would do that. Mm. Um, but there's also a theory that Brandon fled because of charges of some sort, and Kyle helped him cover it up. So many people actually do believe that Kyle knows where Brandon is and that he's alive and well, possibly in Mexico. Um, I don't know if Ledessa would be in on that. I don't know if the kids would be in on that. But people think that Kyle knows where his brother is.
3: And he was running from drug charges. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: But he was supposed to pay the drug charges and everything was going to be fine and everything would go back to normal. So I don't know that I believe his family had any kind of involvement. I think some of the things that happened that night were weird But can you? Because you charged your phone in the car, and because you know you got rid of a deputy, that doesn't make you guilty, unfortunately. So I think he definitely definitely
3: got rid of a deputy.
4: Well, like Like his no, okay. His brother was like, "Yeah, man, we're fine. Like, we don't need any help. It's fine." And like made the deputy like was like, "We got this. It's okay." We're gonna get the truck and it'll be it'll be fine.
5: Yeah, he was just he was just afraid because he like you know like you said he thought he was bleeding but not profusely. Yeah. And it's he was just afraid to come out because of the deputy. So he was you know he was just trying to protect his brother. Right. Uh, was what he was trying to do. It doesn't sound like he was trying to hide foul play. He just assumed oh he's hiding in the woods because he's afraid that the deputy is uh is going to arrest him for the drug charges. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I didn't really feel like he had any foul intention toward like, you know, the officer that was dispatched there uh, or toward his brother.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't know. This one blows my mind. The fact that they have a 911 call for somebody who called and asked for help, and then now he's just missing. On a road that was seemingly abandoned in the middle of the night, and the, the problem, too, is I think if we could hear everything that happened or understood everything that happened in this 911 call, it wouldn't be such a mystery. But Because there's so much about, like, did he say this? Did he say that? Mm-hmm. Did Was that somebody in the background? Was that a gunshot? Is that a car? Is that a bridge? It's just, there's too many questions and not enough answers, unfortunately. But I just, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Do biker gangs usually do drug stuff? Yeah, right? I
4: mean, maybe.
5: Possibly. Like, for money reasons, maybe. To make some extra dollars and whatnot. Uh, There is a
3: very well-known motorcycle club in Texas. Which, who are they? Banditos. Hmm. But.
4: They're on the other side, you said.
3: Yeah, they're more towards, like, Louisiana. Than they are, like, the edge of Texas by Mexico.
4: But that name... They could have been traveling. I was going to say, that name is Hispanic in origin and could be a biker game that has roots in Mexico. We also just saw that there's a way to get from Florida to Texas Mm -hmm. on this road, so they could have been traveling through. They also could have been meeting up with the cartel or meeting up with the cops or doing something very sketchy out there. The thing is, they didn't know they were up against a time frame. They didn't see the car that – well, I mean, we don't know. That car didn't say there were other cars when he called and said there's an abandoned vehicle. The deputy didn't see anything happening. The brother didn't see anything happening. And then, like, if they did – if there was a biker gang and they were trying to dispose of him – And they do know that the cop is coming or somebody is coming and they leave. They don't know that the brother is staying until the morning to look for his brother. So wouldn't you go back to make sure everything you did was taken care of so his brother never saw them? Hmm. There's just a lot of what ifs, unfortunately. And then there's the whole like, was the car actually out of gas? Or did Brandon like freak out and just get out of the car? You know what I mean? No
5: idea. This one is right. It's blowing my mind. Going back to the empty gas can, it is a little odd that his brother just left the can. Like, what, what did he expect uh, Brandon to do? Just get, out, get back out there in the morning, right. hold the gas can up, uh, put his thumb <laughs> up, and say, hey, pick me up. Uh, I got a gas can. I need help.
4: I think he assumed that his brother would go back. Originally, when I looked into this years ago, um, they said that the gas can was left with gas. So maybe the check had cleared from the brother okay. or whatever. But when I look, I dug for this for this show, and I said uh, because somebody brought it up, was the gas? Did the gas can have gas in it? And so I dug and I dug through the depths mm. of the internet and the depths of anywhere that talks about him, and they said that when on the official tow report, it's an empty gas can. Doesn't uh-huh. it mean there wasn't even gas in it. it we yeah, don't know. He could have already filled. Could his have. Tank.
5: Yeah, that's something I was thinking about. Is maybe the brother said, well. I got the you know, the check cleared, I got the gas, I'll fill his tank fill and when tank, he's ready yeah. to come home he can come home on this amount of gas.
4: I would also like to say that I don't know about the wallet. I think it is discussed, but his keys were found in the truck.
5: Okay. So he he was really out of that truck then. He didn't he, Yeah, so I he didn't don't even know about turn the wallet and, though. The uh, truck was the off. The truck was off. Well,
4: because it was dead. But, but he yeah. Didn't,
5: but he, oh, yeah. But he didn't get a chance to even pull the key out of the ignition. So either he jumped it out of truck or It doesn't say where they
4: were. It just says that they were in the truck. Okay. Because the deputy mentioned it to the brother. Um, And then, but the wallet, I don't know. I feel like I've seen that the wallet was in the truck, but I also feel like I've seen that the wallet was never found along with the phone and Brandon. Um. So I don't know. Hmm.
5: You know, it's like, it's like any identifier for him was gone, Mm -hmm. but you know, the keys were still there. So it's either, you know, some really crazy, like murder conspiracy or the man's, uh, you know, got his feet up, uh, drinking in Mexico. Right. Uh, but it's been, let's see, nearly six years and Mm -hmm. still questioned.
4: Yeah. Um, so we are going to go into final thoughts, but... Um, There have been many searches, including land and air, and um, to this day, he remains missing. If you know anything about the whereabouts of Brandon Lawson, you are asked to contact the Texas Department of Public Safety at 512-424-5074. For more information, you can visit missingbrandonlawson.com. Who wants Hmm. to go first?
3: I honestly... Don't have any final thoughts because <laughs> there's so many things that could Just, have happened. Yeah, I um, think I'm leaning more towards drug and biker related, mm-hmm. um, and I whether he was doing them and got in trouble or saw something and got in trouble. Yeah, I, I have no idea, and that's what I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I don't I don't think cops were involved, and I I feel like I don't have enough information on the fight between him and his quote-unquote, wife, to say that the family was involved. Right. But I don't... It takes a lot for a brother to want to kill a brother.
4: Especially Mm -hmm. because some other woman wants him dead.
3: Yeah. So I I don't know that I... I think it's more biker, drug, Mm trouble-related. No,
4: I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, it just seems like Brandon was in the wrong place at the wrong time. As fun as it sounds to say, oh, you know... He had this whole elaborate phone call to make himself mm-hmm. disappear and make it sound like, <laughs> you know, it just seems, it just seemed like that just seems too much. Uh, he just, uh, you know, as they all said, they said, don't leave, you know, don't drive to your dads or just, you know, just calm down. He yeah. just happened to be calming down in the wrong place. Uh. Why he drove north? Did they say? Uh,
4: if he decided he didn't want to go to his dad's, and he was just driving around, they think that's why he kind of went north instead. So he of east. may have just
5: been doing like a circle, right. just to
4: and been on these back roads. But I mean, it is the middle of the night. I, we don't know a lot about these back roads. I can imagine there's probably not a lot of lights on them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I th- I think I definitely agree with you. I think uh, both of you. But um, I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he saw something he shouldn't have. What blows my mind about that is biker gangs, things like that. And I mean, I don't really, again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in stuff like that. But when it comes to like a group murder or group, like even the cartel, they don't care if the body is found no, because they know that they're not ever going to be found. Yeah. So It's weird to me that somebody went through some kind of motions or steps to make him disappear. Um, I don't think his family was involved. I don't know about the cop thing. Again, staper was a new word for me. I've never heard anybody call them that.
3: I didn't hear that, though.
4: Yeah. So... Um,
5: And he also, and also in the phone call, he said, no, I just need the cops. So if there were cops already there, why would he still need cops? And
4: that's a, that's a very valid point. So I don't know about the cop thing. I honestly don't believe he was on drugs um, that night, at least. Again, I don't know about his whole challenge with drugs, um, but apparently he had been doing really well and he was getting his life back on track. So I don't think he was on drugs that night. And again, like I said, the Walmart thing is like not confirmed and just kind of a sketchy mess, but um, I do think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think he met an unfortunate um, possible demise. Um, But I think that there is some kind of weird, like, why has he never been found? Why has nobody ever come forward? Why has nothing ever come of it? Like, if there was a group of people, and a group of people that weren't necessarily against him, because if he was saying things like, we and we're... Mm he was obviously on okay terms with somebody.
5: He, maybe he picked somebody up, somebody who was in trouble and he was trying to help them mm-hmm. and that was the person who they were chasing.
4: Right, so now you have two people missing yep. who have never been found. Hmm. And then like for the gang or the people doing this to not know that they're up against a time crunch, a deputy, his brother, all these people show up, all these extensive land and air searches. Hmm. Like, I don't know, it just seems very clean cut and planned to me is the only thing um i do think that the 911 call is really mysterious it does give me chills i feel like i hear multiple people in the background oh, yeah. um but this has got like this has got to be one of those cases that i will like always follow and will always need to know if like they find anything and what happened i also think it would be like at this point it would be finding parts of him or like finding him wouldn't necessarily lead to answers if he was deceased. And so like that would make it like twice as eerie. But
1: yeah.
4: this is one of those ones. This is like one of my most passionate ones. So it's really weird. Yeah, it is really weird. And there is some, like, like I said, that information from his brother is brand new as of this year. Um,
3: and oh, is it?
4: Yeah. April 3rd. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really a month old. Yeah which is why it was like so crazy that we were doing this one too. So yeah, the whole thing is just very strange. But, um, if you want more information, like I said, it missingbrandonlawson.com where they kind of talk about a little bit more about Brandon. Um, and then the crawl space podcast where they talk to Kyle Lawson is awesome as well. Definitely worth a listen. So, um, that leads us to our prophecy for the day.
3: Mm -hmm. And it is from Baba Vanga. In thirty-eight oh five, the war between humans for resources, resources, more than half the people die out.
4: I believe that. I believe it too. I believe that that should say like twenty eighty-five. <laughs> 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 um, but no, let's hope she's right. Thirty-eight oh five. Um, or wrong. Or wrong. Hmm. Maybe we'll
3: I'll have ancestors or I'll be we all ancestor will. by then. So Well yeah. yeah. Well I'll
4: have ancestors by then.
3: Oh
5: uh, so. no, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be heads uh, kept alive by robots. <laughs> <Yep. Yeah.
4: laughs> I'm gonna pass on that one. But we wanna know what you guys think. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy Corner VC. And we'll see you next week. Next week, we got two missing people. So oh, that, yeah, we do. This is going to be a good one. So
3: it's, buckle up. It's definitely a doozy from what I already started reading.
4: Yeah. Oof. And I've read this one before, so I know. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Thank you, Evan, for joining us today. No problem. And maybe again soon. Yep. All right. See ya later. See ya.